Soulful Sparks Radio. Because sometimes all you need is a gentle nudge, a kind word to keep your flame alive. What visions are you ready to manifest into your life this year? Hi, I'm Soulful Wizardess Marta Stemberger, and you're listening to Soulful Sparks Radio. Welcome. Let's begin with my soulful verse for this week, Soulful Week 50, inspired by Rudolf Steiner's Calendar of the Soul. The force of life, eager to spread joy across the world, to burst seeds from their sleep, reveals its truth to humankind. You are imbued with force divine. Awaken your seeded dreams and rejoice in your own creations. If you'd like to see the image and read the article that goes with this week's verse, visit the Soulful Sparks of Inspiration online at soulfulsparks.hamoves.net soulfulsparks.hamoves.net Bring your dreams to life. Rejoice in your own creations. Yes. Yes, the spring always comes after the winter. We all know that. The sun rises each morning on a clear blue sky, even beyond the clouds. Sometimes the cold and dark seasons of the soul linger. Why? so that we can expand our roots wider and deeper. These underground channels will supply energy for our hearts to leap with joy into a new adventure. The fresh excitement of the spring charges us with determination to manifest our cherished visions. You took time to process those past experiences, didn't you? The rich compost you created will be the fuel for sustainable growth. For you, for your soul to manifest your visions in this lifetime. Don't worry, be happy, sings Bobby McFerrin. The time is now. Stop worrying. Start being happy. Align with your true north, your higher self, and shine. Refresh your amazing ideas. Play with possibilities. Create your own reality. So, let me ask you a question to ponder this week. What visions are you ready to manifest into your life this year? Yes, we are finally in spring. We are finally in the natural new year. 
Now is the time to actually start executing those resolutions that you may have made at the beginning of the Chinese New Year, at the beginning of our Western New Year. Now is the time. If those resolutions you may have made lost their charm or you have given up on them, tuck them out of your computer files, out of your notebooks, review them, revise them, start now. And especially start tomorrow. I know, you often hear that, start now, start tomorrow. The reason why I'm saying start now, start tomorrow, meaning tomorrow, Monday, March 27, 2017, is because the new moon is tomorrow evening on the eastern shores of the Atlantic, and this new moon in the Aries is in the sign of Aries as well. So tomorrow, from evening onwards, it will actually feel that the spring has finally arrived. It will feel... Finally, that yes, we can manifest at least some of our dreams and rejoice in our own creations. So this week through April 1st, the next week, the third week of Aries from April 2nd through April 8th, is good time for manifesting. The moon will be waxing, gaining strength, visiting the spring constellations of Aries, Taurus, Gemini, and next week, visiting summer constellations of Cancer, Leo and Virgo. So from now through April 8th is a rich time. These are rich days. Make the most out of them. Why I'm so strong about this? Because the last week of Aries from April 9th through April 15th will begin with Mercury retrograde on April 9th which will slow the progress down. You can read more about the first weeks of spring in the previous episode about the wisdom of Aries. There I go in detail about the processes that are going on in the spiritual world, in nature, and in our soul during the sun's visit with Aries. And since we are talking about awakening our dreams, yes, this week and next week, do, do things so that something can begin manifesting and so that then you can step back a little bit. While Mercury is in retrograde from April 9th through the beginning of May, so that you can perhaps revise. But right now, go for it. Go on. Don't worry. Be happy. Get going. <laughs> I hope I got that message across. <laughs> there is one important thing to keep in mind. That is, you don't have a soul. You are a soul. You have a body. These are the words by C.S. Lewis. Often, we try so hard to fit into our physical bodies and daily obligations that we simply forget who we are. We are a soul, each one of us. It's not that we have a soul, it's the body that we have. We are a soul that has a habit of the physical body, this particular physical body that you have right now in the current earthly incarnation. 
I came across this quote from C.S. Lewis about this time last year for the first time, and it brought me to tears. You don't have a soul. You are a soul. You have a body. Yes, life is an adventure, as I'm sure we've all heard before. But mind you, this sentence is not complete. The full thought is, human life is an adventure of the soul. Once again, human life is an adventure of the soul. Like a sailor, the soul embarks into a vessel of a human body for a voyage across the worlds. The flesh becomes invigorated, albeit not conscious of the source of this invigoration. When in the midst of a vast ocean, the soul in the physical sheath may feel lonely, with only the sun and the stars for company. Dark clouds may gather, and the pilgrim may lose its way. Then a twinkle appears on a distant horizon, and another bright flicker. Is this a lighthouse inviting me to a welcome refuge? Hope is awakened in the weary traveler. A profound gratitude arises in the heart, and calming assurance envelops the brave soul. Yes, I shall survive to return home safely. Or at least visit a comfortable land for a while, meeting new warm beings. Ah, relax, breathe, smooth the edges, soften the corners, return to the circle of a loving community. On this earth, yes, here. How do we discern, though, the sweeps of light promising to rescue on the shore if we stay with the sea and the boats imagery? So how do we discern the sweeps of light promising rescue on the shore from yet another lightning strike in a vicious storm. How do we find a clear sign when the winds rage, waves threaten, heavy clouds pour rain? Center and ground yourself, my dear spiritual warrior, or rather, my dear spiritual sailor. Tighten the core muscles of your body on a rocking boat. Squeeze the tummy and straighten the spine. And I mean this literally. Place your feet further apart on the ground. If you don't do that on a rocking boat, you'll be thrown around at the slightest sway, grasping for some object or person to hold onto. And as I said, 
I mean this literally. <laughs> it was a couple of years ago when um, I took a boat from downtown Manhattan um, out into the ocean under the Verrazano Bridge to visit a friend on the northern New Jersey seashore. So you go on the boat and off you go into the ocean, passing Sandy Hook, a wonderful um, beach um, in the northern New Jersey area, and then on to further on to the New Jersey shore. And there were a few waves going on. And I, of course, I need to be outside. So I stood outside on the deck with the wind blowing through my hair and, you know, I was wrapped in, uh, you know, some windbreakers. And then there was a little sway and a rock and it was like, whoa, where am I? You know, and because I was on the deck a little bit away from from the, uh, from anything to grab onto, I was like, oops. And I realized that's what it is. In order to be strong, on a rocking boat, you have to find your center, physical center, and you have to find a ground. So you have to really tighten your tummy, straighten, like like pull up your spine so that you're really erect and widen your feet a little bit, right? And in that, and then in that solid stance, which comes from within your inner core and your verticality, grounded onto your feet, you can actually withstand quite some swaying of the boat. And if you don't do that, if you don't, if you don't have that basic ability, and many of us don't because, because we don't exercise physically enough to maintain our, you know, core muscles healthy, so that we can pull them in when needed. Um, so when we don't have that inner strength, we get pushed around on the boat until we find, you know, a wall or a person, right? And this is such a, you know, when I experience that, I mean, I've been on boats before, but it really, it really drove the point home the last time I did this. Um, it, it, this same, this same approach is valid for our our soul life, for our spiritual life. The balance you seek is within you. The core muscles, including the ones that allows us to make love, yes, but it's true. You know, if you don't believe me, ask any good dancer who knows about Martha Graham technique. So our core muscles, including the ones that allows us to make love, are the center of the physical body. The heart is the key to a human existence. And it vibrates with the highest self with your highest self, who is the essence of your spiritual truth. And our task as incarnated beings of light is to connect these three centers 
into a bright column from which to imbue the world of matter with love. So again, the three centers that I'm talking about is the physical center, you know, basically the, um, the first chakra, those muscles there, red, right? Then our heart at the level of our chest, which is the source of the, the center of our soul, green is the fourth chakra. And then our highest self, crown chakra and beyond, the, the, the seed, the source of our spiritual nourishment of the seventh chakra and beyond. So those are, those are the three points that we need to be able to connect and balance in order to fulfill our mission in this life as a spiritual being. And at the end of, of the session of the show today, we will do the EAO, Harmonious Movement Meditation, um, which really help with this kind of balancing. I just had a thought. I was talking about the first chakra, the root chakra, right, red, then the fourth chakra, which is the heart, green, and the seventh chakra, which is indigo, blue, this is the, the crown chakra, the seventh. These numbers, um, actually these um, numbers and colors, come out of um, the eastern esoteric knowledge and those are the, the numbers and the and the colors that we are familiar with but now if I add my you reach me knowledge to this the first chakra is normally associated with the tone C in music and just recently I was reading about Steiner's indications and connections between um, the musical scales um, and the zodiac. And he says that um, the scale F belongs to Aries, and Aries is red, and the first chakra is red, so it's kind of like merges there, right? Then we get, have the fourth chakra, which is green, um, and the seventh chakra. I'll look into, into those two um, overlaid in connection with, if you read me a little bit more, actually, oh, let's see, the green um, is the constellation of Cancer, which is the highest of the summer, and the gesture of the constellation of Cancer actually envelops the chest with the left in front of um, of the chest and and uh, the right one behind us so it kind of it is about the chest level it is about basically hugging the heart right the number four i would have to look at that so let's see if i go with the if i go with the tones so 
she uh, so we started with F, right? For Aries, that's what she said. So then it would be um, F, G, A, B. So we would be on the tone B there, which is interesting. Um, or if we start from the beginning, it would be C, D, E, F again, which then wouldn't work. So it would be the tone B. And then the seventh, um, all the way around, uh, for the indigo and the crown chakra, um, would be the tone E. Hmm. I'm just, you know, thinking a little bit, because as I was going through my notes, talking, and the minute I started uh, mentioning the first, fourth, and seventh chakra, um, and the numbers and the colors, you know, this idea about overlaying the spiritual of the overlaying the the eurythmy aspect of it on top of it came to mind and it works for the first chakra but i need to do further research for um for the heart chakra and the crown chakra so i'll keep you posted on that one <laughs> but let's go on so the full point here was that <clears throat> when life rocks your boat find your own center right within you you know keep your physical body healthy, keep your emotional and feeling forces healthy, and keep connected with your own highest source, with your own higher self, with your own source of light. And why? So that we can walk this earth in light and love. I mean, that really ultimately is the purpose of our life. To walk the earth in light and love. To connect vertically to the Gaia below and the sun above. To spread the vibes of love horizontally among each other. All you need is love, right? That's what Beatles sang, or was it John Lennon? Well, he's a Beatle. Because all we need is love. And then there is another tool that we can use, and that is observing the nature. It goes all the way back to Goethe and beyond and so forth. So when lost in the hardships of daily circumstances, anchor yourself by observing the flora. Trees and plants persistently reach upward towards the sun and are met by the sun's light and warmth. Also, they dig into the rich soil because they know the deeper the roots, the higher the growth. So when you struggle to keep your inner flame alive, also turn to fauna, to the world of animals, to lighten up. Listen to the birds chirp 
as they greet a new day every day. What tiny crumbs of joy are you grateful for at this very moment? Watch the squirrels run across the branches just for fun. I do that a lot. There are so many squirrels running around in the backyard in Brooklyn. And they're having fun. Yes, do something just for fun. To smile again. To bring the sparkles back to your eyes. Because when we twinkle with joy, we can go deeper to access the roots, to excavate the treasures hidden there, and then bring to conscious awareness and share them with others. When Mendelssohn visited Fingal's Cave in northwest Scotland in late nine, actually in late 1820s, he was inspired to to write Hebrides Overture. I would like us to listen to the recording of this composition, played by the Czech National Symphony Orchestra, that is available royalty free at newsopen.org.
This was Mendelssohn's Hebrides Overture. In 1911, on March 3rd, actually, of 1911, Rudolf Steiner gave a lecture after he heard a concert where the Mendelssohn's Hebrides Overture was played. I would like to read you a few paragraphs from Rudolf Steiner's lecture. He writes, Through the tones and harmonies of this overture, we have been led in spirit to the shores of Scotland, and in our souls we have thus followed again a path of travel which during the course of human evolution has been deeply <clears throat> has been deeply influenced by the secrets of karma. From entirely different parts of the western hemisphere of our earth, as if through a karmic current of migration, various peoples were once transplanted into that region and its vicinity, to which these stones now led us. And many strange destinies have been known to us. We are told both by the spiritual science as well as by outer historical documents about these peoples and what these peoples experienced in very ancient times on this particular part of the earth. A memory of the mysteries and mysterious destinies of the peoples living in the northern Scotland at one point arose again as if newly awakened when about 1772 the cave on the island of Staffa belonging to the Hebrides known as Fingal's Cave was rediscovered. Those who beheld it were reminded of mysterious ancient destinies when they saw how nature herself seemed to have constructed something which may be likened to a wonderful cathedral. It is constructed with great symmetry in long aisles of countless pillars towering aloft. Above they are arches of ceiling of the same stonework, while below the bases of the pillars are washed by the inrushing foaming waves of the sea, which ceaselessly beat and resound with the music which is like thunder within this mighty temple. Dropping Water drips steadily from strange stone formations upon the staclitic structures beneath, making melodies 
and magical music. A spectacle of this kind actually exists there. Those were the opening two paragraphs. Let me just read the ending of this lecture. Here is a site, a gathering place, given to man by karma. A temple, which they themselves did not have to build, but which was built for them by the spirits of nature, in which could be an instrument of enthusiasm for all who beheld it. So the tones and the harmonies of the Hebrides Overture, which we have just heard, offer an opportunity which allows us to sense, in our way at least, something of the deep and mysterious events which do indeed reign in the history of mankind. Events which occurred long before our present era on almost the same soil upon which they now continue to live. As we must deepen ourselves in all that lives within us, and as all that lives within us is only a further resounding of what was there in the past, so this feeling, this sense, for what once was and now works further in humankind is of great significance for spiritual life. Let me read you this ending once again. It's even stronger when it's read out loud. So Rudolf Steiner finishes his lecture as we must deepen ourselves in all that lives within us, and as all that lives within us is only a further resounding of what was there in the past, so this feeling, this sense for what once was, and now works further in humankind is of great significance for spiritual life. I encourage you to read the whole rect lecture that Steiner gave on March 3rd, 1911, and find out why is the cave called Fingal's Cave? Also, check out the images of this cave on Google. It's simply magnificent. In what I just read, you heard Steiner's description of it. So when I saw it first online, and that's the only way I saw it, it's, it's breathtaking. It's really wonderful. So just Google Fingal's Cave and look at the images. It's wonderful. I actually hope I'll be able to visit this cave one of these days, perhaps even this summer. If you haven't heard yet, um, I am uh, thinking of attending the Esoteric Quest Conference organized by New York Open Center. And it's in the Western Isles of Scotland, the Outer Hebrides, um, 
and the past conference will um, take us to the Inner Hebrides, where the Fingal's Cave is as well. So if you're interested, it's um, www.esotericquest.org, and it's organized by New York Open Center. I just would like to share that. It's such a wonderful series of conferences that um, they organized, um, inspired, and pushed forward by one of the co-founders of New York Open Center, Ralph White. Now let's return back to Mendelssohn's Hebrides Overture. I would like to mention that the Eurythmist, Elsie Klink, a German Eurythmist, Elsie Klink, was inspired by Hebrides Overture and created a magical Eurythmy choreography. You can see the video recording. Um, it's performed by Eurythmeum Stuttgart. I have it um, under my Eurythmy video collection on my YouTube channel at the shortened name is bit.ly. It's bit dot ly forward slash and then one word Marta on YouTube. And when you're there, uh, go under my Me video collection. Once again, it's bit.ly forward slash Marta on YouTube. The forces of light, love, life that were mentioned by Rudolf Steiner with different words continue to bring us insights for more conscious daily living. Planets sing vowels. Stars move with consonants. The constellation of Aries, for example, moves the energies of W and V. And you can listen more about this in my previous episodes on consonants and vowels and um, dynamic name mandala. The approach to name and birth chart analysis that I developed based on the insights from Eurythmy, the art of harmonious movement. So we are in this constant flow of energies, of tones, of words, of vowels and consonants that are streaming through our existence. Yet, we're barely, we are barely aware of it. That's why it's important to wake up. To get connected with our dreams and awaken them so that we can manifest truth and goodness and beauty in our world. I began this lecture with a question, or this show with a question, what visions 
are you ready to manifest into your life this year? Think about it this week. Ponder on it. And if it feels right, share it. Share it with your friends. Share it with me. You can send me a direct message. Um, or share it in the comments below the recorded version of this show, which I will post on Podbin at soulfulsparks.podbin.com or in the comments um, on the Soulful Sparks of Inspiration blog for this week. Awaken Your Dreams uh, is the title of the article. And now let's end with the IAO Harmonious Movement Meditation to help us find that balance that we need to help us strengthen the core muscles, the physical, soulful, and spiritual soul muscles, so that we can stand firmly when the life rocks our boat. The EAO movement meditation is the first Eurythmy exercise given by Rudolf Steiner to Lori Meyer-Smith in September of 1912 in Munich, Germany. From Hawaiian shamanism, we learn that Iao is the sacred name for the infinite light, the light of the world. The ancient Gnostic text, Pistis Sophia, informs us that the resurrected Christ and his disciples used the invocation E-R-O to call upon the boundless light of the universe. E-R-O arises out of mystery schools, the Greek mystery schools, Rosicrucians still practice it as a sound invocation. In Eurythmy, however, we embody these sounds to make our plea to the light, our connection to the light, even stronger. I would like to invite you to stand up, me including, as I was sitting all this time. Sometimes I'm not sitting, sometimes I actually stand as I speak. So stand up or sit up. If you cannot comfortably stand, just sit up. You can even lie down, but you know, have that poised um, attitude in you. Now stand in a comfortable, upright position, feet slightly apart, arms loose by your sides. Imagine you're in your own column of light that connects the highest source of cosmic love in the heavens and the deepest source of cosmic life in the core of the earth. Keep your feet on the ground 
and gently shift your weight to the balls of your feet. As above, so below, we are standing upright between the heavens and the core of the earth. This is the sound of Gently shift the weight onto your heels while still keeping the whole foot on the ground. Lean back slightly, touching the back of your column of light with the back of your head, allowing the angels to support you and take off any burdens you may be carrying. We lean back in awe of creation and trust the forces of light, love, life to support us. This is the sound of Slowly and gently shift the weight onto your toes while still keeping the whole foot on the ground. Lean slightly forward, touching the front of your column of light with the top of your forehead. The angels are embracing you from behind while you soften your chest and heart, imagining your soul embracing you inside. We stand in the, in the circle of humanity, together embracing the planet Earth, each other, nature around us, all there is. This is the sound of oh. Gently return to your neutral upright position. Oh, breathe out. Let's go a little bit. We'll do it twice more. Find your uprightness again. Standing in your own brilliant column of light. Shift the weight to the balls of your feet. Gently shift your weight to your heels. The whole foot is on the ground. Open your back. Gently shift the weight to your toes. The whole foot is on the ground. Find your brightness again. Let go a little bit. Last time. Find your brightness. Weight on the balls of your feet. As above, so below. We are standing upright between the heavens and the core of the earth. Shift your weight to your heels. The whole foot is on the floor. You lean back in awe of creation and trust the forces of light, love, life to support us. 
on the earth. Let's move in harmony. Thank you for listening to the Soulful Sparks Radio and tune in again next Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Have a wonderful week. Soulful blessings to all. Because sometimes all you need is a gentle nudge, a kind word to keep your flame alive.